She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Hi, welcome to Live, Love, Thrive Women's Empowerment Hour, brought to you by 360karma.com. As always, we have on an extraordinary guest today. She's a trans woman and a trans activist. Please give a warm welcome to the smart and beautiful Billy Lee. Hi, Hi, how are you? Good, thank you for having me. Oh, thrilled to have you on today. Yes. Um, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, uh, I love having this conversation about um, empowering all women. Mm -hmm. And that means trans women. Yes. And I am so glad that you are here today representing a trans woman who feels good in her skin, loves herself, and it was giving back to the community to help other trans kids yeah. uh, feel the same. And I think that is wonderful. I'm, I'm going to talk about your long journey to get here yeah. because it's never an easy journey for anybody. Yeah. Um, maybe exceptionally hard for a trans kid. Yes. And we're going to talk about what that was like. Um, but the first thing, I wanted to start off on a positive note because I want to start off on all the good things that you're doing. Uh, you've had a television presence. You were yes. on uh, Vanderpump Rules, mm -hmm. right? For two years, yes. Yes. And then uh, you also are starting to do some new projects. Yes. So we'll talk a little bit about that whatever you can share. I know mm -hmm. it's Hollywood, everything's done in secret, but <laughs> yeah, I know you have exciting things on the horizon. Yeah. And I love that you'll have that platform to continue to give this good message of, you know, mm -hmm. how, do you t how do you get to that love yourself, uh, you know, space? Yeah. And, you know, that goes for anybody. We, mm -hmm. we all, we know, no matter, you know, there's, there's uh, uh, just... You know, there's gay people, trans people, uh, black people, Muslim people. Everybody's trying to figure out what work do we need to do to love ourselves. So yeah. I want to talk <clears throat> about that. So tell me on a positive note, what is the best thing about being a trans woman? I think it's really cool that I, I got to experience being male and female. And that's cool. Yeah. yeah. In today's world and society. Um, and also just dating, you know, I, I can come from a place of understanding yeah. and I know the power of testosterone and yeah. a lot of women, cis women, um, which is non-trans, um, do not understand the power of testosterone. And so sometimes like, you know, I can, um, have sympathy for men, mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely not an excuse, especially if it's like negative behavior. Um, but you know, like some, some of my girlfriends have been like, Oh, like my boyfriend, you know, he has a thing with cheating and I'm like, well, what's your relationship in the bedroom? And she's like, you know, I'm insecure about this or I'm tired and I really don't do anything. We haven't had, you know, an intimate relationship in a few months. And I'm like, well, he has testosterone running through his body. Yeah. So you have to consider that. You have to think about that. Right. It's really difficult for men. And when I had testosterone running through my body, all I thought about was sex. I mean, oh, literally all I thought about was sex. That's probably why they say the most sexual people are gay men. Because exactly. you put two men together exactly. who both have testosterone. Yeah. But I love this. So you would be like the best girlfriend yeah. to come to about guy troubles, you know, yeah. and to better understand mm. them. Yeah, I love I'm actually that. that's yeah, a gift. It is, it is. I'm writing yeah. a book called A Girlfriend's Guide to Masculinity. Oh, so, that's perfect. Yeah, it's it, I think that yeah. and especially even with the Me Too movement, like again, I definitely don't encourage I think the most powerful man 
on planet Earth is a man who can take his sexual energy and channel that into something positive for humankind. You know, so um, I definitely don't excuse like negative behavior. But at the same time, I think us women need to know where men come from and what's going on in their bodies yeah and the needs that they have yeah Yeah. that's awesome Uh, good information Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, so um, you were born in a small midwest town Yes, Yeah, but you're going to have to uh, say the name of it because I can't. Yeah, (laughs) it's called West Terre Haute, and Terre Haute means highland. Um, And it's just west of Terre Haute. And Terre Haute, there's a bigger, it's a little bit bigger city. It's Indiana State University's there. But my town, um, which is divided by a river called Wabash River, um, and it only has about 2,300 people in it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so my school was really small. We didn't have any big restaurants. Um, It was really just a couple bars, a couple churches. and. anybody else were there any other gay kids that were and nobody you could relate to like because I know you said you were an, a very effeminate child yeah uh, I was bo- very boy born mm-hmm. a boy and um that that was that was a challenge for mm-hmm. you and your family yeah, yeah my my parents had me at a very young age I think 16 17 they dropped out of high school so they were kids having kids and yes. they no one knew the word trans or transgender I was miss diagnosed and they basically said your kids might be gay right and um so it was just really hard for my parents and they were trying to protect me by forcing me to be a boy like Mm -hmm. to be more masculine so I wouldn't get bullied and get beat up but at the same time it was telling me I'm wrong and it was putting shame on me let me ask you this uh because there are probably listeners uh I can think of one uh that I know that has a, a child right now who's very effeminate and uh we always say to her I wonder if he's gay or if he's trans. And she's like, I don't know. She's like, whatever he is, I love him. So that's cool. You know, at least the conversation now is, I think, opening people up to just embracing their children. Yeah. Um, But is there any way that uh, a parent would know the difference, you know, if if their child was gay or or trans? How, How would they know? I think just educating the child, being open-minded and holding space for the child to even start out being confused Uh and questioning. You know, that's the thing is like, I've had people say, oh, my kid, he loves dolls and he loves, um, you know, girl things. Okay, he may be attracted to feminine things. He may grow up and not want to be a boy or a girl. He may want to be non-binary. Right. Not everyone has to check a box. Right. Not everyone has to choose what exactly society says this is what's right and what's wrong. And that's what I love about having these conversations is you're so right. I also had on my other friend Nick Casey who said exactly that. Said I'm not a girl and I'm not a boy and I'm I'm either and I'm bo- I'm neither and I'm both. Yeah. You know, and there are people that feel that way and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's so nice that we're having this um, national, hopefully global conversation about yeah. everybody's fine exactly as they are. Just let them be who they are. Yeah. And so you're saying if if you had a little boy who's effeminate or a little girl who's a tomboy, just let them be and they'll f- they will figure they it will out. Figure it like out. you as the parent don't need to figure it out. Yeah, you don't need to force someone to be more masculine or right. be more feminine. You right. need to just encourage them to love themselves. Right. We already have enough of society with all the magazine covers forcing us and saying that we should compare ourselves to other people and that right. we need to be a certain size to be on the cover of a magazine or a right. certain color to lead a movie. Right. So I think, especially for me as a parent, because I really do want to adopt soon, yeah. um, I want to just hold space for my kid and let them discover who they are. Right. And we all have masculine and feminine energy. We're born yes. with both. Absolutely. So it's our right to express that. 
Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. I love that. It's a healthy thing. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, probably the people that really feel both are probably the healthiest. Yeah. Because that's real, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, you you were a little boy in this t- little town. It didn't seem like anybody else was different or gay mm-hmm. or trans or whatever. How and when did you finally figure out, like, what was your epiphany that, oh, I'm not gay, I'm trans? Like, how old were you, and what was that epiphany? Well, it actually happened when I moved to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Like, probably at 20, age of 20. Because um, my whole life, I was, I didn't know the word trans. And even I was, one of my trans sisters, we um, were, she was in Terre Haute, and we met at 16. And we both loved being very feminine, and we basically started transitioning at an early age. We were wearing makeup, we were wearing girls' clothes, but we had no idea that it was called trans or right. transgender. Right. And then when I, we moved to Los Angeles, we were at a local bar in West Hollywood, and I was telling this guy my story, and he's like, sweetie, you're trans. Oh. And I was like, and just oh. a light went off. Like, right. I'm like, oh my God. Right. And everything made sense. It's like my whole life I was looking for this word that described you know, how I felt. Wow. And yeah, and then then it started my whole journey of transitioning, which starts with hormones and then surgeries. Right. Yeah. But I, I, and also I think you're kind of, especially in a small town where there's small minded people, you're forced to not really be able to express who you are and really kind of think and go there. And I think moving to Los Angeles allowed the freedom for me to be like, wow, okay, so I'm trans. I can actually transition. I can do this. I can right. really start the physical transformation and really, you know, look and feel how I feel on the inside. You know, yes. match the outside with the inside. Yes. Thank yeah. goodness for places like West Hollywood and LA mm-hmm. that are a safe place for people to come and be be themselves or find out who they are. Um, and that's a gift in itself. I wish it was everywhere. Yeah. Like, but I I still feel like there are places in this country that you and I are not welcome, me as a gay person, you as a trans person. Um, and I hope that we eventually in the world get to a place where we could feel comfortable going anywhere and embracing each other. I hope that the world is having this raise in consciousness. And you know, with us being so set back right now, it feels like that's so far away, but I'm wondering if everything that's happening now is just breaking down the old way. And allowing in a level of the new, higher conscious thinking that is all inclusive and is all about human rights for everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hollywood has a really big role in what's happening because, you know, even back in the day when everyone would smoke cigarettes, well, in all the movies, everyone smoked cigarettes. It was such a glamorous thing to do. And now we actually have people of color leading the movies, yes. the box office. Yes. We have them leading TV shows. We have trans people leading shows now. Yes, yes. And there's so many opportunities in Hollywood. So it really, Hollywood has such a big role, and I'm really just proud of all the, the writers, producers, directors, and everyone in Hollywood who is saying, let's hire a trans person. Yes. Let's show how it is to be a trans person in America. And then also just normalizing it. And then I think that will really help take effect. But we also Absolutely. have, you know, the government who's like really attacking the trans community. And right, right now that's bringing awareness and right. saying, and people are feeling like, why is this president attacking someone who's not doing anything wrong? They're actually trying to fight for our country. And, you know, if... Uh, the leader of the country uh, is supportive 
it changes the way people think. Like when Obama was behind gay marriage, then that's how gay marriage got yeah. put through. Um, I don't know if you know, but in early 2000, I did a film called I Can't Marry You with uh, Ellen DeGeneres' mom, Betty, and it was on PBS. And I feel like, yeah, that was one of the many films, TV mm -hmm. shows, movies that helped educate people and help change culture. Yeah. I think you are so right that film and television is tremendously impactful. Mm -hmm. And so if trans people can be represented in a positive light, yeah. uh, then people will be educated mm -hmm. and be more welcoming and more accepting. Yeah. And so it's so important. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like people in the Midwest, they may not know a trans person. Right. But if they see it on their favorite show or they see someone dealing with trans issues on, you know, their favorite show or even a podcast, mm -hmm. um, they're more likely to be like sympathize right. and be more respectful and understanding and more curious and want to learn about the trans experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, some people might say um, you had the hormone uh, injections, right, mm -hmm. and the... Um, and the surgeries, did you, you know, they might want to understand why you went down that path. And is that to make you feel more like who you really are? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. because I have to be clear, as an activist, I'm very involved in the community. And just, you know, gender doesn't, what's between your leg doesn't define your gender. Right. So a lot of trans people don't opt for surgery. Right. And it doesn't make them less of a woman. So for me, I listened to what I wanted, my body. And I wasn't happy with my body parts. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to express my feminine energy in such a way that I altered my body. Right. To feel like complete and really love my human experience. Right. So it, it just depends on the person. Right. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of times people ask, which is really inappropriate, their first thing they ask a trans person, did you have the surgery? Right. Well, what's between your legs? And it's like, I'm not going to walk up to a cis person and ask that. Right. It's just inappropriate. So speaking of inappropriate, I'm watching the debates last night, and I hear the correspondent say to Pete Buttigieg, um, oh, well, would you and your husband blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why did they do that? Like to point out that he's gay? Because he didn't say, well, uh, Bernie Sanders, would you and your wife do blah, blah, blah? Not one other person did they uh, uh, mention the person's other half. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so to your point, it's like it, it's, not about, it's not about sex. It's about yeah. who you feel like as a, as a human being, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is like you, you know, it's just challenging because we do have society and we do have people that are leading this country who do whatever they can to um, make the other person look bad, mm -hmm. especially if they're not a straight, white, cis man. Right. So it, it is challenging. And it's like, you know, things that we, I love Budapest, by the way, though. Just love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Buttigieg. Yeah. Buttigieg, yeah, yeah. The mayor. Yeah. Mayor Pete. Yeah. Yeah. Mayor Pete. I love him. I love him, him yeah. too. He's, He's the most great. eloquent speaker yeah. I feel like he's the smartest guy on the stage. I know. Um, I just love, I feel like he's authentic. Yeah. You know? Um, he's great. I don't know if he's got a shot at it, but, you know, we said the same thing about Obama, so who knows? You know? Exactly, yeah. Um, I think the universe has a plan and it'll all unfold here soon. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, 
So you've got, so your journey was that you came here uh, to West Hollywood and that's where you were really allowed to feel like yourself and had this epiphany that you're a trans person. Yeah. And then um, how did you, uh, you know, what was your path? I know you had shared with me that, you know, initially you tried to what people, trans people call pass, passing mm -hmm. uh, as a woman. You thought, oh, I'm just going to live my life as a woman. Because yeah. I look like a woman, I feel like a woman, and and I often wondered, you know, and I do know some uh, trans people that do live as a woman. I mean, that's the way they uh, live their life. Um, but you had decided in the long run that no, you wanted to embrace that you're a trans woman, and mm -hmm. that there's a reason for that. So you had this rocky journey about dating men um, as a woman. This you shared with me, um, and that. Um, it didn't go well because in the long run, even though you felt like it was a real love, if they when they find out, it changed the dynamic. And that's why yeah. you'd rather be around people who love you exactly as you are, yeah. right? Well, I wasn't being honest. Yeah. And the thing is, I got to a certain place in life where I was passing as a cis woman. Mm -hmm. And it just, I felt like, okay, finally I'm being accepted mm -hmm. and I'm not being beat up by society. And, I and that's when your career took off. That's when my career took off. Dating took off. Dating took off. And I just yeah. didn't want to tell anyone, you know. Yeah. My, I mean, who would know? Yeah. 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 And, and I didn't want to tell anyone. And then it got into like you'd fall in love with someone and then they would want to know about your high school experience. Were mm -hmm. you the prom queen mm -hmm. or your parents? And all these fearful thoughts would come up. And I'm like, why am I lying to someone that I love? I've never been really a liar. So yeah. I was just didn't feel right. And then I owned a restaurant and I saw a trans woman of color come into my restaurant and I saw how my friends talked about her, how my employees talked about her, and I just saw her suffering. And I'm like, wow, here I am over here, um, privileged, and I am not protecting my own community. Right. And just I felt like I'm, I wasn't doing enough. And, and you had some heartbreaks. Yeah, and, and you know, I life sometimes tells you over and over in heartbreaks you're doing something wrong. Right. And if you're lying to people and then you're not protecting your community who is suffering, um, you know, I come with privilege of passing and I come with white privilege. Mm -hmm. And I get into rooms and I get into places and it's my responsibility to speak up for the people who don't have the same experience as me. Right, right. Because That's trans really women bold. of trans women of color suffer the most and it just so happens that the people in my life that I'm close to my boyfriend my best friends my sisters are all trans of color mm -hmm. and I see black trans women being murdered and yes. you know I'm on the board of Equality California and Glisten and Flux and I hear all of these horrifying stories and um, but then I find myself with this privilege and I enter these rooms with these executives and it's my responsibility to speak up. And I think that's for everyone who comes from a privileged place. It's our responsibility to mm -hmm. speak up to the people that are suffering in America right now. Right. And you did just mention your uh, boyfriend is a trans. Trans man. So was yes. born a woman and is a man. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's He's really amazing. cool. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a great guy. Um, and he really embraces his masculine energy. He's so cute. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm very attracted to the masculine energy. It seems as a like partner. that's a perfect relationship, really, because you you both understand each other so well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we come from a really understanding place. I mean, I've dated cis men, um, heterosexual cis men, and they've been really great and understanding. But at the end of the day, there's this 
amazing comfort Mm -hmm. knowing, you know, and yeah, I just find myself really be able to express who I am. And I find myself okay with expressing some of my masculine energy that I have. Because, you know, some men I dated in the past, when I did tell them I was trans, then they would try to find every little thing that was masculine. Oh, now it makes sense because you do this and you do that. I shouldn't be ashamed of expressing my masculine energy. I don't have to wear makeup every day and have this long hair and, you know, these blumptious boobs popping out. Like I, I'm allowed to dress down and embrace that masculine energy. Right, right. Yeah. Just like any other woman. Yeah. Yeah. Every woman, every woman has her masculine side. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, what was I going to say? Um, you're, um, I lost my train of thought. On a board? Well, I mean, you know, I'm on the board of Equality California. And, right. Um, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that. So I, I know you're doing a lot to give back and, um, you're on Equality California and Glisten, yeah. G-L-S-E-N. I just joined Glisten, yeah. You just joined them. Mm-hmm. So let, let's talk about what work you do with those, and then I want to talk about your organization. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah well, Glisten, you know, they started with three um, teachers um, in Massachusetts, and mm. they really just um, in the 90s, and they wanted to develop a program that were was in the school systems and that helps protect um, LGBTQ plus kids. Mm-hmm. And I was really bullied as a kid. It was so bad that I missed a lot of, I missed almost three years of grade school. Oh I, my gosh. Yeah, it was really bad. And my teachers saved me. I had amazing teachers. So I knew I wanted to somehow work in the school systems to help kids because our suicide rate is so high. And then the bullying rate is so high for the LGBTQ kids. Um, so yeah, whatever I can do to give back, but also, you know, even as an adult, you experience bullying. Like I thought I was finished with bullying after high school and then maybe mm-hmm. college, but then I started, you know, Sir Restaurant and did this show Vanderpump Rules and mm-hmm. I felt extreme bullying where it right. got to a point where I felt like I was back in high school. All my suicidal thoughts came back. Mm-hmm. It was you know, and people were like, oh, Billy, you're famous now and you're on this TV show and this is the most popular show. But my friends couldn't get me out of bed. I was fantasizing about ending my life. And it, it was exactly how I felt in high school and in college. How did you get from that space to where you all are now that you are great with yourself and love yourself? What 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 did you do? Like somebody's listening. They're in those shoes. What, what did you do? I know you read yeah. a lot. Well, here's the thing is yeah. we fall in and love and out of love with ourselves all the time, just mm-hmm. like relationships. Like everything's a wave. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm so in love with my boyfriend. Sometimes I'm like, okay, we need to break up. Yeah. <laughs> Same goes for myself. So, yes. and there are times where we get in situations like, for instance, me on Vanderpump Rules and working at Sir. I had a lot of people attack me in certain ways, attack my character and t- attack my trans experience and be threatened by my differences and my trans experience. Sometimes my trans experience makes people feel uncomfortable. And then that reflection also makes me doubt myself and mm-hmm. fall out of love with myself. Right. And I found myself really depressed. And the thing, every single time I get depressed, every time you know, I'm in a place where I feel like I can't go on anymore, I literally grab this toolbox and it's a tool, spiritual toolbox of ceremonies, gratitude, journaling, right. I am's, I write, I am love, I am light, I am powerful, I am a powerful trans woman, I am an activist, I am a speaker for my community. I'm a big believer in all of that. Yes, It's gratitude. a daily ritual of gratitude, yeah. meditation, yeah. affirmations, 
I'm but it's you. hard to keep up those things, especially if you're in a toxic situation. It's very easy to fall off. Well, I was going to say the fourth thing is the most important, and that is exactly what you were explaining, is putting yourself around people that lift you up exactly. and not tear you down. And if you're around people that are you know, not bringing you up, then get away from those people. But here's the thing, though, yeah. what I learned yeah. is like in high school and middle school mm-hmm. and college and at Sir. You are stuck in these contracts, in these situations right. where, you know, my friends all lift me up. Right. My core community right. lift me yes. up. Yeah. But And those are the ones that dragged me out of the bed. Those are the mm-hmm. ones that put pen and paper in front of me and said, mm-hmm. start journaling. But sometimes we are stuck in these contracts, like, for instance, Vanderpump right. and college. And you are around people right. who will tear you down and you right. can't get away from them because right. it is a contract. Right. So that's when it's time to really keep hold of this toolkit. You have yes. to literally like imagine it as a toolbox right. that you're carrying around and you just have to right. keep on it. And that's, that's and, the thing that I tell people all the time. And, and all your spare time, spend it with the people who lift you up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I, I know what I was going to say is, uh, and I want to end on this is that, uh, I love what you said about authenticity because that is the key to happiness. Yeah. And uh, similar to you, uh, up until I was like 40, I was not out to my parents. And that was the most liberating thing I did because, wow, for 40 years I had to walk around pretending I'm something I'm not. And Mm -hmm. it was so freeing. I felt like uh, weights lifted off yeah. my shoulders and I never felt happier. I saw the same thing happen with my wife when she was able to be her authentic self later in life. Uh, all her family says they've never seen her happier. And so I, I realized that in everyone that I see that when you can be your authentic self completely yeah. 100% is when you'll really find the joy in life Yeah, and be a great example to other yeah. kids and other people that are dealing with whatever it is each of us is dealing mm-hmm. with. Yeah. So I'm so happy that you are such a great um, trailblazer and a leader in your community. And you probably have impacted more young lives than you know. Yeah. And we'll, we'll continue to do so because I know you have a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. Can we talk about any of it? Yeah, I have a. I'm working with Howie Mandel on a potential talk show, and then uh, I have, I'm super excited about I know, that. Yes, very excited. Yeah, um, and then um, yeah, I have a show. I'm working with Lionsgate, um, and I can't really talk about that one yet. But yeah. we just started pre-production, and then yeah, I have a multiple book deal in the works. So there's a lot of exciting things happening. That's exciting. Love yeah. it. I love that you're uh, just doing great things with your life and giving back and paying it forward. Yeah, I think yeah. we're all here to be of service. You know? I do, too. Yeah, I do, too. Well, we're going to end on that note. We hope that you're following Billy Lee. You're obviously on Instagram, Facebook, yes. all at the usuals. Yeah, at It's Me, Billy Lee. Yeah. At It's Me, Billy, Billy Lee. Lee. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Yes. And thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week, same time. Make it a great week. Hugs and happiness.